Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. Welcome to Healthy Children, where all of our expert guests are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're talking about kinship care and foster care and adoption and recognizing relatives, members of tribes and clans and non-related extended family members who provide round-the-clock protecting and nurturing for their younger family members. Joining me is Dr. Sarah Springer. She's a general pediatrician with Kids Plus Pediatrics. She's the medical director for Adoption Health Services of Western Pennsylvania and immediate past chair for the AAP's Council on Foster Care, Adoption, and Kinship Care. Welcome, Dr. Springer, to the show. I'd like you to start by describing, giving us a little definition of kinship, because not a lot of people know exactly, we've heard of foster care, we've heard about adoption, but what is kinship? Okay, thank you very much for for having me. Um, Kinship care is care provided when a child is not able, for whatever reason, to live with their biologic parents, um, and care is provided by a relative, most commonly a grandparent, but maybe an aunt or an uncle, and may sometimes even be provided by a close family friend that is viewed like family by the child. Okay, well, that was good explanation. So there are different types of kinship care. Yes, you just mentioned a few of the people that could be involved. What are the different types of care available? Correct. So the most common type of kinship care is what we refer to as informal kinship care. Um, And this is really when there's a voluntary placement by the parents um, of their child into the care of a relative or a close family friend. Um, Commonly, things when a parent's away, for example, on a military deployment or when a parent is uh, leaving town for an extended period of time for work or educational training. Um, And millions of children spend time this way living with relatives every year. Then there's what we refer to as voluntary kinship care and formal kinship care. Both of those are are varieties where the child welfare authorities are involved. There has been some concern about the safety or well-being of the children involved. Um, In voluntary care, what happens is the child welfare agencies determine that there is some safety concern, but relatively less severe and less worrisome concerns. And when a parent can voluntarily agree to allow a kin provider to step in and care for the children short term while the parent works on whatever their their issues are, whatever struggles they're having that are preventing them from doing everything they need to do for the child. In this variety of voluntary kinship care, the state does not actually take custody of the child, and the child welfare authorities may continue to remain involved, but they're less directly involved in, in the day-to-day parenting and care that the child receives. If there are more significant concerns or if a a parent who's struggling to care for their child will not voluntarily agree to a kinship placement, then a child enters into a formal kinship care agreement. And this is very similar to what we think of as foster care, where the state child welfare agency actually takes custody of the child on behalf of meeting the child's safety needs. And then the child welfare agency places the child in a home that is suited to care for that child 
and they first look for a kin provider to be that that resource home for the child. So by by federal law, they're required to look for a relative or close family friend as the first option to care for that child. Well, then what is the difference? You said it's kind of the way we think about foster care, but what is the, the difference? A foster care is an unknown person who takes in that child because Health and Human Services or the you know Department of Child and Family Services puts that child into that system? Correct. Kin- formal kinship care is a subset, if you will, of foster care. That is a situation where the child welfare agencies have deemed that there is a significant safety risk for the child and that the biologic parent or parents are, are not able at the moment to care for the child and keep that child safe. So the state is stepping in to provide for that child's safety. The state takes legal custody of the child and has the legal authority to make decisions for that child, so medical decisions, educational decisions, and where that child is living. When the state takes that custody of the child and they're looking for a home and a place for that child to live while the biologic parent works on whatever they need to to work on with their struggles, then when the state finds a family that is a relative or a close family friend, that's that's what we refer to as kinship care. If the state is unable to find a relative or close family friend who is who is you know physically and emotionally psychologically capable, or, or there simply isn't one, then that child is placed in a non-relative foster care setting. Okay, so you know a lot of us have thought about foster care. My parents actually fostered three children while I was growing up, and there were six of us, so there was nine of us. So they didn't care. They would have taken in, they would have been one of those people, but they had six of their own and then took in three. So I'd like you to speak about what's involved in fostering a child or in kinship care. What is involved for the parents that are, for the family that take these children in? I I have memories of the kids that were there and what they were going through and, you know, various and sundry police and parents and things showing up at our house, but I don't know really what my parents did, what their role was. So speak to that just a little bit, because I think for me, who is looking to do this as soon as both of my kids are chucked out of here, then (laughs) I'm curious as to what our role is. What is our obligation financially, emotionally, and I can't imagine not getting too attached and just never wanting to let that child go. The foster parent's job, whether they're whether they're related to the child or not, is to provide parental care. So everything a parent does um, until the child's parents are able to care for them again. And this happens when when children's parents are unable to care for them for any reason. Currently, in our in our current environment, we are seeing a lot of substance use struggles with parents, and they are. They're unable to provide proper care for their children because of substance use disorder issues. Sometimes there may be mental health or physical health issues that are preventing parents from being able to provide for child safety and provide all the nurturing the child needs. But the bottom line is, for whatever reason the parent is struggling, the foster parent or the kinship parent is stepping in to provide that safe, stable, nurturing parental care that we know children need. So the goal is always first to 
provide that safe, stable, nurturing care for the child, help them to heal from whatever traumas they've experienced while the parents are getting the help they need to heal from from their struggles and be ready and able again to provide parental care and safety for their children. So the foster parent's real job is, is to provide that safe, stable, nurturing home and relationship for the child and to support the child welfare team and other professionals in helping that parent to heal so that the children and the parents can be reunited. And it can be an incredibly challenging job for the foster parents, or you know, foster parents and kinship parents, I'm using those terms together now. It can be an incredibly challenging job for them to provide for the nurturing of the child and help that child to heal from their traumas while also at the same time trying to support their their biologic parents and the importance of that parent-child relationship, help the child to continue to have a strong, positive, safe relationship with their parent while their parent is working on healing from whatever their particular struggles are. So what's the mindset you want parents out there like me that are looking at at doing this thing that is can really make a difference in a child's life? It can make all the difference. What do you want our mindset to be? Yeah, it, it truly can make all the difference. And I think first and foremost, recognizing that being a foster kinship parent is one of the most challenging things you could ever possibly do and will also likely be one of the most rewarding, much like parenting in any form. Um, it is people don't become foster parents or kinship parents in order to, you know, be able to adopt a child. The The goal is always at the start to help children and parents to heal and be able to reunify. And we know that being separated from their parents is incredibly difficult for children. So foster parents view their role as being sort of a mediator and the one to provide that care and nurturing for the child while also nurturing that relationship with the parent towards the goal of a healthy, happy, safe reunification. So that's the mindset that that foster parents and kinship parents start with. Hmm, that's interesting to me. So, I mean, we have to go into it knowing that, yes, it's going to be challenging. Yes, we may fall completely in love with that child, but the goal is to get them back with their family and that reunification. So what about some of the other challenges that parents question, like expenses? Because children are expensive in the easiest of situations. Children are indeed very expensive. Um, Families who are working in formal foster care, kinship care situations are eligible to receive payment for, for the care that they're providing. They're providing a service for that child. So different states have slightly different pay structures, but they they receive a per diem rate for the care of the child, which helps take care of things like food and clothing and their share of the rent and their share of the electrical utilities and that sort of thing. Um, there are many children who have quite complex needs. And so in some states, again, this is is really variable state by state, but in some states that per diem rate is higher for children who have more complex needs, recognizing that the work of the foster parent or kinship parent is significantly higher. 
many kids in many states also have provisions for for helping children find uh, what we think of as normalizing activities. So money for being on the soccer team or to buy baseball equipment or to go to summer camp. So there are various different programs available that help pay for those services for children so that the foster parents themselves are not having to pay for that. That said, any foster parent will tell you they do frequently put their own money in for those sorts of supports. And it's, it, it is certainly, it is a labor of love that is helped by the supports available for the from the child welfare system, but those, in most cases, don't completely cover all of those expenses. Well, I would imagine that's true, and I and I I don't think my parents were getting any help with any of it. They just, you know, it didn't even matter. There were so many kids already, so a couple of more didn't <laughs> matter as far as the expenses. You're still feeding that many kids, but when we're talking about the information. And the relationship, the, you know, parents that are looking to go into fostering, what would you like them to know about getting started? Where, where do they start? Because I've scrolled around on the internet, you know, fostering kids. I've looked into this and it's difficult to look, to, to find the information that lets you know what the vetting process involves and what paperwork has to be filled out. And so can you help us with where do we start with something like this? Sure. And foster care is, you know, funded in large part through federal funding streams, but they are administered state by state and each state has their own system. Some it's county by county, some it's statewide systems. So the first step would be even just to Google how do I become a foster parent in my county, whatever your county is? Um, and you'll find the local agencies. You can also look at your low, your state child welfare agency's website, and they'll have information there on how to become a foster parent as well. But it is going to vary state by state and in many states, county by county. So, so I can't give you a one-size-fits-all answer there. But if you look at your look to your local child welfare authorities, they will be able to tell you. And some in some states, all foster care is run through the state child welfare agency. In others, there are public-private partnerships so that there are different private agencies that contract with the state child welfare agency to provide foster parents. So there, it, it's going to be different in different jurisdictions. But for all people wanting to become foster parents, the first thing is there are some basic clearances. They're criminal and child abuse clearances that have to have to be passed to ensure that this is in fact a safe home and safe family for a child to live with. And then different agencies do slightly different training. But the the gist of the training for all foster parents and kinship parents is to learn about what it's like to care for a child who's lived through trauma. And nobody is removed from their biologic parents because life has been easy. All of the children who need care in foster kinship care have lived through some hardships. They've been the victims themselves of physical or emotional or sexual abuse, or they've seen others in their family be the victims of those abuse. Oftentimes life has been very chaotic for children. And so all children who need different parenting situations come with with trauma baggage. And so a huge part of the training, no matter which agency a family is working with, is learning to understand how trauma impacts children, how it impacts their behavior and their needs, and how their parenting 
will need to be different than you might have parented children who've always been with you and who've never had trauma. So parents are learning different strategies and techniques to help children heal from that trauma. You brought up a really good point is, is the training that's involved. And I mean, one of the things that I've thought about over the years was would I want, you know, to foster a child that really needed my calm ability to reason, to calm children down, to do that, you know, some troubled children? Or would I be, quite honestly, too nervous to take a child that has real mental issues or has had issues with violence or any of those things? As we wrap up here, I'd like you, Dr. Springer, to tell parents what you would like them to know about this, about kinship care and about foster care, this huge thing that is so important, so needed, and how you want us to assess ourselves to start the process. So I said earlier, but I'll say it again, providing care for a child who is in need of a safe, stable, nurturing home is really one of the hardest jobs and one of the most rewarding jobs that you could ever, ever attempt to, to do. Um, Parenting is parenting. Any child is, is not easy, right? It has its challenges. It has its ups and downs, but also has its significant rewards. When you're parenting a child who's lived through hardship, the parents, the, the foster parents and kinship parents really are the number one most important healing factor in the process for that child healing and going on to have a happy, healthy, productive life. So it's such a it's such an important role, but it is not easy. As you said, there are children who've had significant struggles who may have significant behavioral struggles as a result of their trauma, the trauma they've lived through. Many children struggle with sleep problems. And then of course, when the adults in the family don't get enough sleep, we're not in our best shape either, right? Many children have struggles with eating or with bathroom functions. So these can can be some some behaviors and some some problems that are pretty disruptive in a household. So understanding and knowing this is what we're getting in for, knowing that it's not they're not doing this because I'm a bad caregiver. They're they're acting this way or having these behavioral struggles because of the things they've been through. And we're here to help them heal from that. I think that's the mindset um, for for kinship families and foster families to to take. And it's a lot easier said than done. It's it's a challenging job. It's very rewarding and very needed, but it's challenging. Well, I hear you there. It's very rewarding and, as you said, so needed and can be challenging. But parents, I encourage you to take Dr. Springer's advice and look it up as I did. And, and, and when you feel you're ready, you can start the process and get it going and maybe help to really change the course of a child's life. Dr. Springer, thank you so much for joining us today. You're listening to Healthy Children. All of our expert guests are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics in conjunction with their consumer website, healthychildren.org. You can listen on Spotify and iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcast, everywhere podcasts are played. But of course, we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. For the American Academy of Pediatrics and RadioMD, I'm Melanie Cole. Stay well.